There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Ramble Reacts of the season. Eric Ten Hager's liftoff. It's Tuesday, 23rd of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. Welcome to Ramble Reacts, everybody. This is the first of many Ramble Reacts to come this season. We'll be recording episodes following the biggest games, giving you our reactions and getting your takes on all the action as well. So strap yourselves in, because today we're starting with a cracker. Manchester United 2, Liverpool 1. An incredible win for bottom of the table, Manchester United. Sky Sports (laughs) described it as an unrecognisable performance of class and intensity. Now, uh, look more. If someone saw you and you know you had some sort of dinner party, and they said it was an unrecognisable performance of class from Luke Moore, would you take that as a backhanded compliment? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say they're being sarcastic, almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't, um, I don't ever learn because what I'll do is I go in all in on teams and yeah. really make hay mm. while they're having a, a stinker, <laughs> and it seems that with quite regular or quite regular a lot of regularity they just come straight back with something out of the blue and 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 this game was absolutely amazing incredible to watch for for the obvious reasons and i did and we kind of did allude to the idea that that liverpool would find it tough against a, a, a you know, respectfully a genuinely good team because of the way they've started and i'm sure we'll come on to how they perform today mm. but i did not see it being at Old Trafford I said on the show yesterday mm-hmm. there's a chance I think May United could have got a draw out of it because because the Premier League just goes like that some, sometimes but I didn't think they would be the better side you predicted a battling draw for Manchester United which yeah. look, to be fair is not sure. it, it, it's not your worst prediction this season <laughs> that's not the same much, does it? <laughs> Three games in. Uh, well Andy considering how bad Manchester United were against Brighton and then against Brentford did you see any of this coming? Nope um, but I, th- I think uh, Luke called it and 
Jurgen Klopp called it as well, didn't he? Because he said before the start, I'd rather be playing Manchester United um, when they've just won four nil rather than when they, when they've just lost four nil. And you thought, mm. really, is is there a degree of of pleasantry in that? I think it's interesting, given that this was the night where Casemiro was presented, and a lot of people what have impact, been trying Andy, to. Already had. <laughs> exactly, man of the match. Is that good? I, I think a, a lot of well, well, he's he's stopping Cristiano interfering uh, at the very least. Yeah. I, 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 I think um, it, it sort of represents a change in mood to a certain extent, doesn't it? Because it's it's, it's the death of innocence. It's moving away from the idealism of what Ten Hag wants to do and accepting that there will be coming away from that template, that there will be, you know, a few eggs to be broken to to, to make his omelette. And this was a very realistic kind of performance, of, of which I guess there will be more. Because, you know, we've heard it said so many many times in recent weeks, particularly, I guess, in the last, like, like 10 days since the Brentford game, mm. that... Um, you know, maybe uh, United need to go back to basics and, and, and do what Arsenal have done. And it's very, very hard to do that because with all due respect to Arsenal, who are a massive club globally, Manchester United are that bit bigger, you know, to sort of change, to evolve in that way, to be a work in progress in that way. It's so much harder to do with all that hysteria around the club worldwide, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't, I, I just think 50 million quid is a lot of money to... Um, just to injure Maguire and Ronaldo in training. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically what he's been tasked with doing. Naughty. But he will get kick. away with it. He will get away with it. That's what he does. You've got five Champions Leagues. You can give them a kick, can't yeah. you? <laughs> I tell you, they need to get the Champions League winners in there. Um, you mentioned Harry Maguire. He was on the bench. Uh, Varane started Luke Moore uh, with Lissandra Martinez. Who, I'll that. be honest with you, Luke Moore. I thought you went a little bit over the top there. Which is oh, what Frank like tried me. to do against him as well. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but, but that aside, uh, Varane came in and, uh, and and Maguire was on the bench. I mean, people will immediately think, well, that was a, a, a big well, factor in Manchester United I, I, winning. I'm happy to 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 take my take my knocks on that. I think um, it's a different type of challenge playing Liverpool. Um, and I think that there was never really any suggestion that he wasn't technically able to deal with certain challenges I mean clearly he's very technically competent and, and pretty good positionally my point was just that he um, he will find it tough against some of the more physical Premier League teams and I still think that's true but you know if I'm going to take that one on the chin which I'm happy to do I want all the people that said May United didn't have players that were good enough to take that on the chin as well because <laughs> they, they've shown they are they've shown if they apply themselves yeah. against a team who haven't had the greatest start of the season but nevertheless are one of the best teams in the world mm-hmm. that they can win yeah. so it's well, all go on, list, sudden, them off. list them off look go on you're, you're what, here to, to settle what, a score the, the players or no the, or the list pundits. off the people who said uh, yeah the thing is, because I hate so many people, yeah. it's very hard for me to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, if I just had two or three in mind, yeah. I would, um, I would, I would list them. But it just seems quite interesting <laughs> that how now we sit here just after the yeah, the final whistle of that game. Is anyone realistically saying that those players aren't good enough now to, well, to deliver them a decent season if they apply themselves and really buy into what the managers trying to do? I don't think they are. The the, the the Martinez thing is is nonsense though because you've just had an endless queue of people who've never really seen him play before this season going he's going to get beaten in every aerial challenge. Well, you can look at me if you want, Andy. I'm here. Yeah, go on, Andy. Andy, look at him oh, no, when you're talking to him, Andy. Look at him when you're talking to him. Exactly. It's not just you. Did, did we talk about list of hate? <laughs> it's not yeah, just you. True. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah. don't worry. 
and I think the other the other thing is like talking about um, Lisandro Martinez, like he's, he's coming to play in the English top division in the 1970s. I mean, neither yeah. of those things are true. So no, absolutely on. right. Um, Andy, uh, we've had a few people tweet this, and uh, Snash has said Maguire is never getting Maguire is never getting back into that starting eleven. Pull yeah. on, Harry. Gareth still loves you, uh, Harry. Um, Maxim Thornton says, Martinez is looking decent, but how tall is he? <laughs> still the same height. Still the same height. Still height, the same height as he was this morning. Uh, next goal winner says, Rashford, Wilson, Sancho. Need I say more? <laughs> See what you're doing there, next goal. Uh, all three of them could win England the World Cup. Um, Marcus, I but, called you out earlier on the show yesterday. Um, yeah, I heard. How, how over the top you were about Callum Wilson. Do you feel like doing the same with Jaden now? Uh, well, you did, and I shut that down. Yeah, but I was because... being—I was being sarcastic about you, though. Uh, were you? Uh, but <laughs> no, I, I, well, let's talk about Jane Sancho because he—he he scored, and he seemed to have all the time in the world to yeah. slot that ball away. But but if because sometimes people say, "Oh, I had too much time," you know, the instinct didn't take over. I had too much time to think. Well, of course, Bruno Fernandez spotted this and pointed to the <laughs> corner, didn't he? Yeah. Quite brilliantly. So that there, yeah. that's what you want. To I, do, I do. Th- I do think there's like uh, there's an interesting point in there, which is that yeah, Sancho's had it, I found that tough, as we all know. But I think you know whatever iteration of Jaden Sancho you want to kind of employ, mm. and whatever age he's at. If he's going to have that much of the goal and I that mean, much time just to pass it into the back of the net, I'm yeah. pretty sure that he's always going to be able to do that. And, and, and that's that's the crux of what Milner was saying to Van Dijk. You could see him. You could literally read him saying, uh, look at me. I'm on the floor. You've yeah. got to get out to him. Look at me. You've got to get out to him. And Van yeah. Dijk was kind of interestingly well, benign in response. He didn't really do anything, did he? In response, well, I mean, during the game generally, Van Delegate is the new nickname. Yeah, uh, apparently or, so. Yeah, which we saw on two, it was quite enjoyable. <laughs> it's up there with Penaldo. But Andy, um, considering how decent Van Dijk is, it's it's really quite odd behaviour. Yeah, um, I, I, th- I think so. But I think it says a lot about Liverpool's organisation, which I, I didn't think was good. I think there's uncertainty created for for Van Dijk with. Like Liverpool are not winning anything with that midfield. I mean, I realise totally. they're stretched at the moment, but w- why doesn't Fabinho start? If we're mm. all sitting here, knowing that, like Luke flagged at the beginning, knowing that Manchester United are going to get at it. I did enjoy that from Roy Keane. It was a little <laughs> cheeky Sooness reference at the top, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Men at it. It's the fact that... I don't understand why you go into a match like that knowing that United are going to come out and at least make it difficult for you. You know, even if they're not player for player as good. It's the match that 10 times out of 10 you need Fabinho for. When you bring him on, the match is pretty much gone, really. I don't understand that at all. And then Henderson went off, not Milner. Yeah, I think I think your midfield point is spot on. I was saying the same thing to a friend of mine during the game. They can't They can't hope to control games at the top level with that lineup of players unfortunately in 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 2022 it's just not possible and i think that you've got a, a, that that is a really key issue for liverpool plus a combination of there's been quite you know, a few individual players who just haven't really started that well this season mm. um trent alexander has not started well virgil van dyke's looked really um kind of passive and not at all what we used to see. And I was really surprised at his performance against Fulham. And at the time, I kind of wrote it off as just being the first game of the season. You know, these things happen type thing. But I, I, I feel like you don't, you don't want to get into, fall into the trap of saying that, you know, defenders need to throw themselves everywhere to be good defenders because I don't think that's true. But Milner's done that, made that tackle out of desperation because it's literally like a last chance saloon to try and stop a goal. That's why he's done it. And the whole mm. time, Van Dijk is standing five, six yards 
off of him, mm-hmm. 12 yards out from goal, it's, it's baffling. It's not I mean, something that you would ever think from a top defender. No, it's not. I mean, I, I fear for Van Dijk, though. I think um, Mitrovic has ruined him, quite frankly. Mate, mate, <laughs> that'll happen. He's not getting any sleep. Well, that, that'll happen. I mean, if you big, if you poke the big Serbian bear... He's thinking, you know, do, you think, I, he's thinking do you see what he did to, to Tom Kearney's windshield? <laughs> yeah. Could be me next. <laughs> he, did, he didn't even mean to do it as well. Mm. Do um, you think that going on from there, that Virgil van Dijk is going to pay Morgan Gibbs-White £50 million pounds to uh, go around <laughs> Mitro's house and rough him up? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't think so, Andy. But I, I think... I, I, I wouldn't shock me if Eric Ten Hag after those first two games thought right what do we need to do well we need to have a look at what Marco Silva and Fulham did against Liverpool yeah. you know? but I mean according to, uh, yeah, according to Ten Hag um, he, he was very pleased with his team as he, as he should well be uh, and he said you can see what they can achieve they can fucking play football yeah. and, and we want more swearing on television from post-match interviews I'll be the first person to say that this, this reminded me Marcus of yeah. one of the happiest moments of my childhood uh-huh. uh, for I have um, Dutch godparents and I remember when I was about nine or ten and yeah. I, I was I was over at their house near Maastricht my godfather who had no idea where it was and wasn't appropriate to use swearing he, he asked my mum would you like a cup of fucking tea Caroline it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me and that is the first thing I thought of when I when I, when I heard Ten Hag and it, it I mean, took Dave Jones a minute to catch up yeah, so did that know. really happen that really That's happened I think it did really happen your, your godfather there's absolutely no need to put a swear word in that sentence and also in my mind after that anecdote he's basically Louis van Gaal yeah 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 <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, grabbing people by the hair. Uh, can, I, can I just make, come back on that Liverpool point again, just to finish the point, I just wanted to say that it, please. It, is, it is really important to uh, to stress that they have, as Andy's alluded to, they've got a lot of injuries. I mean, they've got a lot of players who... It's that bench. You look at the bench, really, yeah. don't you? Um, you know, Thiago's a massive loss for them. He was he struggled against Fulham. He's obviously not fit now. Um, you know, Gomez hasn't played that much football for obvious reasons. Well, the last um, time Gomez and Van Dijk started together, they lost 7-2 against Aston Villa. Right, a Jot- Jota's a, b- a miss for them because of his energy. I, Firmino's not started well, and I think I think interestingly enough, and I know this is a frivolous thing I kind of mentioned earlier, but to put a little bit of a serious punctuation on it, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that because that Maguire and Ronaldo don't start, and Man United are capable of that intensity mm, and yeah. capable of that confidence. Part of the reason Martinez played well was because the way Liverpool play compared to Brentford, but it was also because he was next to Varane, like without question. Yeah. I should I should correct myself there and say that the last time uh, Van Dijk and Gomez played together, centre-halves, sorry, um, was, was when they lost mm. against Aston Villa. Um, That's what I thought the, you meant. Yes, the, the intensity from Manchester United, you could see from top to bottom in that side. And Marcus Rashford, Andy, I mean, he looked shot to bits in the first two games, whereas what on earth happened? I mean, the way he took his goal, now Rashford... He's obviously a very talented player, but sometimes his, his finishing is not like at the very highest level. Mm. I mean, he's, he scores goals, but, but the way he bursts through and just slotted very confidently past Allison, you wonder what on earth Ten Hag has said to him in training. Yeah, and I, I think that's it. That's United in microcosm, really, isn't it? The fact that, as Luke says, you, you have a, a squad of pretty capable footballers, all of whom, whom have been performing well below their level and that's not Ten Hag it's not all just them individually it's the environment as well and that's what Ten Hag is is charged with with changing obviously it would help if he had a competent recruitment department and all that sort of stuff upstairs but recruitment's not going to sort all of it it's about getting Mm. more out of the existing players that are there out of Sancho out of Rashford out of even Bruno Fernandes who's who's not Mm. been on it for a, a number of months and I thought despite 
that's some very strange behaviour, which really could have cost United at the end because you know he should have got that second yellow card. Um, yeah, it was it was his best game perhaps at Yonks. I, I, I thought he, he, he was really lucky not to score an own goal, Andy. He's, he, he definitely was. He's got a lot of chaotic energy about him, Fernandez. I, was, oh, I said a totally. while back, didn't I, that he just smashes the ball as hard as he can sometimes. But that's when, that's when he's it. in desperation. He's trying to do it all himself. I mean, yeah. like I say, he, he swung at that one and he was lucky not to score an own goal in, to, 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 in the first yeah, half. Yeah. To do that, um, to do that, what he did after the Liverpool goal when he's already on a booking I mean I'm surprised Ted, I'm, I'm imagine Ten Hag would have been going spare looking at that because he's very yeah. very lucky to get away with that mm. he is um, very, very that much so. the game again but I, I think going back to your Rashford point Marcus um, he's just not played that much at centre forward has he and, and really to, to me the fact that we've been talking about United and they've been linked with all sorts of centre forwards which is you know obviously partly exposed the fact they haven't got a plan that they haven't got a strategy um, mm. it's why I feel that even if they're going to horrendously overpay for Anthony at some point and I feel that probably will happen before the, the end of the window I feel that is a better signing than buying just you know, a centre forward, you know, mm. be it Arnautovic or someone actually halfway suitable. Yeah, because, because yeah, exactly. Great start to the Serie A season, but let's just part well, We'd all there. forgotten about him. That's why it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think so. But I, I think a lot of people have forgotten about Rashford as a as a centre forward. And, you know, we saw that great link between him and Martial. Martial was great when he came on. Yeah, really, fantastic. really good and as well. a brilliant pre-season and, as well, Andy. Yeah, and you know what? He, he didn't even look like a footballer in the first six months of this year with, mm. with Sevilla. They they pushed the boat out on him and he, he was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. So mm. I, I think if they can get a wide forward in so those guys play more minutes at centre forward and they start getting the best out of them, that, that to me feels like good organic sense. 
have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. I do interrupt um, this uh, broadcast be, uh, because I know a lot of people were saying, oh, where's Vish? You know, he's, he's been hammered, <laughs> and rightly so for the first... Uh, it's not rightly so. He hasn't done a thing. It's a load of players who uh, are professional footballers. Vish hasn't contributed to any of those losses at all. But he isn't making an appearance tonight, as you probably figured out. But he did want to say this. I don't know what all the fuss was about, to be honest. <laughs> there you are, you see. I'm sure you'll be hearing more from Vish if uh, these results um, keep going for Manchester United. And um, do remember, you can get involved on Twitter at Football Ramble. I know we've read out a few tweets. Thanks very much for those uh, who got involved. Um, but, I mean, when you look at the, the Liverpool beaten for the first time in a domestic game since 2022, you know, it, I, I mean, how damning is this? I mean, Klopp said we should have won this game. I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is how I saw it. Now we, It does sound to, ridiculous. It, and, yeah, it is. Mm. I mean, we, we've... Talks about the injuries and whatnot, and they, they, you know they've played three this season. Gary Neville said, you know, normally you don't you don't get a win the first season. Okay, fine, you're a bit sloppy and whatnot, but because of the standards that they and Manchester City have set, Manchester City now are a good handful of points above them. How concerning is this for Liverpool, Luke? Or do you think maybe there's a little bit of inertia from from last season, a lot of football, few names to, to bed in injuries and so on? Or do you think, do you know what they could have? One of those seasons that they did was it? Ooh, my memory serves me well. Was it two years ago when they when they finished like way off the pace in terms of the the title? Yeah, uh, it's really early to say. Yeah, I think it's really confusing given how good they looked in the Community Shield. They looked mm. pretty pretty on it compared to Man City. But it's also worth remembering, I think, that they are a team that generally finish seasons much better than they start them. Um, but ultimately, mm. you know, Man City particularly have, have have really set the standard and changed the game in, in Premier League football. And the reason for that is they just simply don't drop that many points. And when you don't drop that many points, it's obviously much harder for teams to catch up with you. So, I don't know. I don't really think we should be talking about the Premier League title in August, even though Andy Robertson was asked about it in the post-match. I thought it was a bit strange. <laughs> Poor but, but, you know, that's that's just kind of how the narrative goes these days, how people cover stuff these days. And I, and, and I wonder whether we, you know, we we do kind of forget the idea that actually it's pretty rare for managers to stay at places a long time and, and Klopp's mm-hmm. been there a long while now. So, you know, it's not it wouldn't be the first manager to ever need to freshen things up or whatever or for, for a club to need a new a new voice or, or something like that. But mm-hmm. I think we're kind of some way off that at the moment. Yeah. But, but that's it, isn't it, though? I, I think that the fact that what's happening in the Premier League is what's been happening in European football for a, for a while. If you get one dominant team or two dominant mega clubs, uh, as, as we've got in the Premier League at the moment, every couple of points dropped feels like a massive sporting disaster doesn't mm. it and that's where we are at, at, at the moment and I think particularly with the uncertainty of how this season is going to go the fact that the, the first part of the season is is so stuffed with activity you know all those Champions League games played by uh, November 7 you know how are players going to come back after the the, the World Cup I think there's probably that little bit of tension around Liverpool like if, if we don't get a good start 
what sort of shape are we going to be in after Christmas? Now, what I would say in response to that is everyone's going to be in the same boat. We've no idea how this weird old season, after a couple of weird old seasons with COVID and what have you, is is going to shake out because this could be one of those seasons like... Is this going to be a 90, 95 point Premier League season? I'm not convinced it is, to be perfectly mm. honest. Well, I mean, and Man City did drop points against Newcastle, as we forget. Yeah. But Andy Robertson did say uh, in the post match interview, uh, he spoke about how slow Liverpool have been starting games, which he said was a problem at the end of last season. So I know what you're saying, Andy. We can say, well, it's a bit of silly season here and, and da 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 da. But what Robertson has highlighted something there, and he's quite right to. Well, they also, I mean, you mentioned earlier that season where they eventually came third, you know, back in, what was it, 2021, a couple of seasons ago. Third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, I think they finished third in the end, but they they, okay. um, they started that season very well. I mean, they only lost one mm. game up until the new year. It was actually in February and March when they started to really struggle, and they lost like four on the bounce in February, if you remember. And I just wonder, the, the, mm. the interesting thing about this game last night and, 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 refer- and you know the context of what I'm saying there is that it's quite rare for you to think, okay, a team is out, Intensed Liverpool there, you know what I mean? Like yeah, Liverpool, totally. Liverpool. They mm. may not be always on the end of the, of the most of the best mm-hmm. result. Like you know, they may get a draw here or there, and they may even you know dare I say lose mm-hmm. a game, which doesn't happen very often, particularly in the Premier League. But for them, but you don't ever really think of them getting out for outrun. And, and, totally. and that's happened. That's definitely happened in the Fulham game, and it's well, happened absolutely. last night as well. No, I know. I know Fulham did that against Brentford for large parts of the game, and they obviously let Brentford back in um, to an extent because they won three um, two. But uh, you know, Fulham newly promoted side up for it. Marcus Silva's got them playing great stuff, etc., etc. Um, but against Manchester United as well. Okay, you can say, well, Manchester United, they need to respond. And as Klopp said, I'd rather play them with them when they've just won 4-0 rather than lose 4-0. It's unlikely they're going to have a terrible performance in a big game against Liverpool like that. I, I, I think it's very, very interesting um, to see because their, their next five games, they've got, they've got Bournemouth at home, which you think, well, surely that'll be a win. But then Newcastle at home, Everton away, Wolves at home, Chelsea away. Well, there's some in there, but suddenly... There's a bit of pressure. Now, I'm not saying, you know, Klopp will be worried about his job. That would be absolute madness. But players do feel a little bit of pressure. So I'm very interested and fascinated to see how Liverpool kind of will respond to this. It will probably be by winning matches and scoring a lot of goals. Fine. But I think that's, again, it shows you the immense quality that this Liverpool side have and how they've performed in recent seasons because you think oh how are they going to respond to this sort of knock on the chin you know but I think I think Marcus it it also shows that there's you know I I think something that we don't really acknowledge is an extraordinary amount of physical effort from those players a mental effort to have to win week after week after week have to bring that level of intensity week after week what for the last five years I mean Luke touched on it when um, he talked about you know how Klopp has been at an elite level club for an uncommonly long time you know he's mm. football's ultimate serial monogamist isn't he after yeah. uh, Mainz <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and Dortmund but you know much as we say can you stand more than two mm-hmm. years of Mourinho can you stand more than mm. three years of Conte whatever I think we shouldn't underestimate how difficult it is for those players that feeling when you've just missed yeah. out on two absolutely massive trophies it can't yeah. it can't not hurt can't and having won two trophies I mean that, that is they, they nearly mm. had the perfect season and exactly. which, is, which is so rare well, it's, 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 it's impossible rare. to it's get that close again really isn't it uh, yeah. yeah absolutely 
uh, it's unprecedented in, in, in English men's football. On the main United side of the, of, of the fence, you know, I don't think I can handle main United winning games too often because I've got, <laughs> saw, a very, saw a very happy Roy Keane, which is like yeah. not really what we want to see. I mean, the, the highlight, he still managed to give us a highlight, which was when, I don't know if you saw it, when Cristiano Ronaldo came over in the warm-up. Yeah. Uh, might, might have been at half-time or before the game. And he obviously loves Roy Keane, so they were just chatting off 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 Mike yeah. uh, while while they were live. You know, a bit unprofessional, but there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as he walked off, <laughs> you just heard Roy Keane go, "Nice one, Ronaldo. See you later, son." <laughs> I love I love the fact that he calls him Ronaldo. <laughs> like, I was supposed to be friends. He did ask why Ronaldo wasn't starting, to which Ronaldo says, "What do you want me to do?" Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, was that was great journalist instinct. I'm sure Andy would agree. From, totally, from Roy, yeah. Yeah. Well, Andy was probably pleased that Ronaldo didn't pick up Roy's mic and throw it in the nearby in the river. river. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's right. Well, of course, if you've gone back to the sources, you do have that kind of moat around the pitch at Sporting. That's mm. why I tend to think it's the perfect move for him if they if they do want to get rid of him before the the end of the transfer window. Although it looks like Casemiro turning up might have might have changed his mind. I did enjoy Stormzy coming on though. Yeah, that, that was, was great weird. fun. And do, do, do you know what? I think Roy Keane was only the second most awkward person with him. Dave Jones didn't really seem to know well, how I, to I, handle it at all. I, I'm going to defend Dave Jones here because I Please think he do. probably he looked down at Stormzy's feet. Or, fo- or, or, you know, footwear. <laughs> yeah, and we're just like, what, what are you playing at, man? The Crocs. It the just... great thing was that, like, clearly some producer has said, Stormzy's here, get him on. Yeah. And the, it, Roy Keane has just acted with total bemusement, uh-huh. right? <laughs> right. Uh, Dave, Dave Jones and Gary Neville have tried to be cool and, and Jamie Carragher just ignored him. Yeah. Like, whatever's happened there, there's no reaction that's made made it good TV. I think Jamie Carragher's learned from what happened with Cristiano Ronaldo because Cristiano Ronaldo went over to Gary Neville chat and basically ignored Carragher. Well, because he probably remembers the chat between Carragher and Keane earlier on, or was it last season, of course. Yeah. Um, he's, but, got, but, he's got 100 headlines that he saved. I'm sure that was one of them. Well, absolutely, yeah. We, we're looking forward to that still. But um, is it going to just get better from for Eric Ten Hag? Now on Andy, because I mean, has he has he found the winning formula, which seems to be Ronaldo and Maguire on the bench? Uh, well, that winning formula at some point is going to have to involve playing Casemiro, because he said before the start of the game, mm. I wanted to play this one. I was ready. Obviously, he wasn't qualified, so they're they're going to have to bring him in. I can't help, like I said before, um, but think that it'll be an, an absolutely massive plus, and I think he does fit into this more realistic United you know the fact that that they're not going to go full Ten Hag just yet and the fact Mm. that he he does have to give a bit in terms of 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 his philosophy look if they get back to a point um, where they're just grinding out results against teams that you know they have much better players than that's going to make everyone very happy in the short term and give Ten Hag a lot of latitude and those with short longer memories will think well that they were able to do this under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer so what's what's the point of any of it Andy can I goad you into an opinion on what Graham Sooner said about Casemiro today uh, please do did you hear it yeah, I did hear it. I didn't hear it. Go on. What, he, what did said, he said uh, they, he's surrounded himself his whole career by great players, but he's not a great player himself. They've paid 60 million for a steady Eddie. He said. <laughs> can can uh, I, if, if I can briefly translate that, um, I think what Sunes actually meant to say is he was, he's been much better at getting away with horrible fouls throughout his career than me, and therefore I'm very jealous and, of him and bitter. Yeah. 
Could I translate I it even more by saying, saying um, I'm at a wedding and my ex-wife's turned up with a younger new husband <laughs> and I don't think he's that good looking anyway. And yeah. then who says he is, is a fucking liar. And you should see me on the dance floor later. Let's see what he's made of. Yeah. And then he decked him and he turned to his ex-wife and went, well, you've got your husband back. Yeah. Um, I'm, growing, I'm growing me tash back. I mean business this time. <laughs> That's just men acting like men. And then sold a load of um, stuff out the back of his car afterwards. <laughs> I mean, one former Tottenham player literally did that when he was a non-league manager, didn't he? Steve Clarence used to do that. Steve Clarence used to sell fruit and veg on the main road. Oh, no, no, hang <laughs> on. Andy playing? was about to say something. It's an ex, what was this? An ex-Spurs player? Yeah, took stuff from the, the, the club shop of the non-league team he was managing and sold it out of the back of the uh, of van next to the I mean, if you're not going to name him, Andy... Marcus, well, no, what's your answer on a postcode? Show at footballramble.com. You know. Ma- Marcus, what's your immediate reaction to Graham Sinus saying that about a player who's 30 and won five Champions Leagues? I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think Sinus knows that it's a decent signing. I mean, apart from the, the length of contract and the price on it, it's a good player to have in your side. And of course, yeah. it's at Man United and he's thinking, no, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying Man United being crap. I just love it. I just love that Sunez thinks that a player walking into a dressing room yeah. in midfield with five Champions Leagues under his belt has got nothing to offer. He's <laughs> got absolutely, no, no, not for me. No, not for me. <laughs> I'm surprised actually because I thought he might be Sunis's type of player, but yeah, I, I think he goes one way or the other, doesn't he, Sunis? Because Sunis yeah. did say in his comments, he said, "Oh, he played the same position as me, so I've got a bit of an insight here." And I thought, "Here we go, this will go one way or the other." And and also when we're talking about um, broadcasters just saying stuff that you know I unintentionally really enjoy, um, can mm. I just say, just just bring it to you guys and to the public more broadly? And, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, our listenership about how mm-hmm. testing and trying it is as a football fan mm-hmm. on a Monday night you know it's Monday's a tough day you go up back to work probably a bit tired because of the weekend and you have to wait till 10.45pm last night for Jurgen Klopp's interview um, and it's fucking Jeff Shreve's interviewing him yeah. and he just asked the same question five different ways and just annoys the shit out of me and I think to myself I, I, I love football and I really love Jurgen Klopp what he's done as a game has been amazing and I really do want to hear what he's got to say but, it, this, but the price of admission is just too high here I can't, I can't stay with it I can't stay with it at this time of night I need I it to mean. be someone else and yeah. I, I, I need anyone that's yeah. not him to be asking the questions yeah, not anyone. There's a couple of people. I get the guy who does Love Island. I don't even know who that is. Uh-huh. But get the guy who does Love Island. I'd, I'd rather have questions from the public on Twitter. Would Would you have the guy who Jeff Shrees wants to sell the house to asking questions? What Richard Keys? Yeah, <laughs> that's Richard Keys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is Richard Key. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was just saying you wouldn't rather it was him. I almost said I'd time. rather I'd rather Neil Custis, but that's too far. I've got <laughs> you know what? Far, a yeah. mutual friend of ours uh, did tweet out recently simply none of the men on Sky Sports are likable. And then, and then and then quickly replied to that saying, apart from when um at the occasional drop in from Andy Brassel. Oh. I think that's hard from Dave Jones. I think it's kind on Brassel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dearie me! Anyway, um, 
I think anyway. we've come to the end. We probably should have finished a few minutes ago, but there we are. We've got a little bit no, of extra chat for you. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, for that, sure. that's Yeah, much like um, waiting for Jurgen Klopp uh, to, to speak to the media afterwards. That You have to wait for all that, everybody. Mm. So there we are. Well, Manchester United, yes, this could be another false dawn a la Solskjaer, but enjoy it, Man United fans. Vish is certainly enjoying it. Uh, he didn't turn up though, did he? He should have popped up. Well, why didn't he turn up? They don't call him Lord Binger for nothing. Oh, he was um, he was he was very evasive yesterday in the studio. Yeah. Oh, I might be able to do it. I, I'm not really sure. You know, my old man. You can't I'll blame him, can you? I do blame him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a voice note. Halfway house, pathetic. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to Ramble Reacts. Um, good news, everybody. Tomorrow, the Football Rambles Guide to Animal Pitch Invasions is out. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the most important episode we've ever recorded in our 15 years. I think years. it's the best thing we've ever done. Without uh, a doubt. It, Without uh, a doubt. Uh, it's definitely up there. It is definitely yeah. up there. But that's out first thing uh, tomorrow uh, on Wednesday, of course. So uh, so there we are. Well, thank you very much, Andy. Thank you, Luke. Cheers. Thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure. So that was the first uh, Ramble Reacts. Have a lovely Tuesday, and thank you for choosing us. Uh, lots of love, and uh, yeah, don't miss out on the uh, Football Rambles Guide to Animal Pitch Invasions out tomorrow. See you soon. Um, if you want to get in touch with me about Lissandro Martinez, it's at Luke Aaron Moore on Twitter. You're welcome to step up. Um, uh, what <laughs> tends to happen is... He does want new followers as well. You pipe up, call me a terrible name, and I just press the mute button. <laughs> the Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.